Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Tonight's case is the story of the mythical Chupacabra. El Chupacabra has been the center of lore in Puerto Rico, Latin America, the United States, and other areas for several decades. What do we really know about this blood-sucking creature? Let's find out together. I'm Kylie. And I'm Fina. And tonight, we have a cryptid case to share with you. Welcome to 2024, guys, friends, friends and guys. 2024. Sounds weird to say. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. No. (laughs) Okay, but you're wrong. (laughs) All of them. Yeah, it's it's only one. All of them. All these new years. These years that are new. Well, if it was 2025. Nope. You know what would happen? What? Well, what's in 2025? The Olympics? No. Is the Olympics a I don't know. <laughs> I thought you knew. That's what you were asking. No. I don't know. What's in 2025? The wedding. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean. My I thought, wedding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There it is. You know that, you know that thing that, that I'm really thing? excited for? Yeah. It's really weird because it's, uh, hold on. Let me, let me get to it. It's 635 days away. Yeah. Kylie But it's like countdown. 365. It's not a year. It's. 635 days away that doesn't seem okay saying 2025 doesn't sound far but saying 600 days sounds far but i know it's not far i know it's less than two years that's crazy yeah Hmm. let's see what happens in two years let's see how many hair colors i go through well you want to talk about it not the hair colors the wedding yeah okay Am I talking about it? Yeah, it's your thing. news, not mine. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you had stuff to say first. Kylie went to a dress fitting. That's part one. They checked out some venues. That's part two. And part three, Corey, like editor Corey, like Corey, our friend, <laughs> the one who's part of the wedding. He, he asked me to be one of his groom's friends. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Corey was shaking when he asked me. It Literally was shaking. so wholesome. I loved it. And then I forgot to say yes. And I just got really excited and started hugging. <laughs> And he's like, so is that a yes? Whoops. Yeah, it's okay. He didn't actually like ask me to marry him. He just got down on one knee. He's really good at things. He gets very nervous he gets easily. Very guys. Nervous. It's cute. He's wholesome. It's fine. He's like a, he's more than a golden retriever. He's like a golden beagle retriever type mixture thing with a little lab Labrador in him. Yeah. yeah. He's a mutt. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a mutt. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, 2024 and we're uh, starting the year off strong. We decided to have a lazy New Year's Eve together. All of us playing games and just watching the New Year's Eve ball drop. Um, So, you know, like it took over the side of TikTok Mm -hmm. and people are all talking about like the diapers and everything. I haven't been on TikTok. Okay, so this isn't really true crime, but it is news related. So I guess let's talk about it. Okay. There's a lot of things happening in the news right now because Gypsy Rose got let out on December 28th and she's been posting and she's utilizing social media. Great. But also there is some toxic backdrops to all that like happening because some people are exploiting her already and utilizing that. That's pretty vicious. And we hope that doesn't happen because honestly, she deserves to just get the like help and happy and healthy life that she deserves at this point. Next thing happening in the news, big thing. The Panera charged lemonades killing people. They're delicious. Go try them if you don't have a heart condition. 
Right. <laughs> part three, the spiders being attracted to what is your body wash called? Sol de Janeiro. Yeah. Yeah. It's a myth. It's been proven incorrect by most scientists that deal with bugs on a daily basis. But uh, that bitch did get bit by a spider. So sucks to be her. You know what else happened? Uh, everybody else has gotten bitten by bugs at least once in their life. So <laughs> right. there's that. But then the next big one. Wait, the, there's more. There's more. Um, New Year's Eve. It's been discovered multiple times, but this year it's like back in the news as if it's new news. You know how that happens where like sometimes things like get yeah. forgotten. Comes back. Yeah. I think TikTok is making it circulate back around and be talked about a lot. People were like, did you know that the New Year's Eve ball drop has about one million people in it every year? And or more. And when you go and so my sister went once and she said it was an awful experience because she's like, you literally she was just stand there. Yeah. Luckily, she was in one of the like apartment style areas and stuff. So she had a balcony and stuff. But she's like, you just get bored and you want to like leave and come back type things. Yeah. But if you're out on the ground, you can't do that. So with that being the case, you have to either dehydrate yourself for like 12 plus hours or you have to wear a diaper. Mm -hmm. because you can't leave to go to the bathroom. They don't allow you to like move from your spots, things like that and stuff. So it's hitting the news again that people that all go to the New Year's Eve drops wear diapers and stuff. And everyone's like, imagine the smell when you're a thousand, hundreds of thousands, a million people packed in. Also, the temperature is, they say anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees hotter in Times Square than anywhere else in New York because of all the amount of people packed in the area. Mm -hmm. Um. Plus, like, just like you're not eating healthy, you're not drinking healthy, all this kind of stuff. So it's just a bad time. It sounds like this year it was Flo Rida. Makes it a little bit more of a bad time, in my personal opinion. <laughs> it was very flashbacky. It was very odd. We were yeah. watching part of it, and it was just interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was very interesting. But yeah, so people are acting like this is new news again and everything. I don't know. It's not something that I would ever personally want to do ever in my life it's not really on it's like a, on my bucket list but i want to be like in a hotel so i could like see it but i don't want to be down the there. ball isn't even that big no it's not that there's not that much to it i don't know i mean i would love to go to Times square but not Times square for that the only time that i didn't watch the ball drop was when it was like three years ago Corey and no four years ago Corey and i um saw a double like a double feature mm -hmm. movie and we just, it was the new year while we were in a movie. We got out I tend into to fall the next asleep year. during it on accident. Then the ball drop? Yeah. Yeah, we're old. Even when I was younger. <laughs> oh, I well, that's to, normal. Like my whole life, I tend to fall asleep and then I'll wake up at 1 a.m. and be like, oh shit, it's the new year. And I have to reply to oh, everyone. Happy new year. <laughs> and I just pretend I was really busy living it up. Did yeah. you like that iPhone? Uh, anytime you type. Send it, it sends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um fireworks but yeah so that's some of the stuff happening in the news in case anyone's wondering uh, there's a lot more obviously but that's that's a big part of it i think that's it for my news coverage for the week okay yeah i don't think i have anything else we have a i might well i don't know the order of which is going to happen this thank you might come first or the instagram post might come first sarah one of our followers sent us a thank you package for being like their favorite pod and we want to give them a huge shout out because she's amazing she sent us um stuff all the way from canada goodies, goodies. Yes. i'm she so sent excited us food and candy and like homemade things and stuff um she like 
is it called knitting? Is that what it's called? Is it knitting technically? It depends. She could have crocheted it or, or knitted it. I can't remember it. if she said she crocheted or knitted. They're fucking amazing. They're homemade regardless. And they're gorgeous. <laughs> and she did all these different colors. And then she's like, you know, I don't even know if the, I made the right style that you guys would like. So I made extras. And then she's like, and then I felt bad that Corey and Margie didn't have any. So I made even more. This girl went above and beyond. So we're going to post and we're going to like talk about all the things. She's so great. It's awesome. We were we're really I'm so excited for actual real ketchup chips. Yeah, she sent us some some ketchup chips. There's also some candy, the Swedish fish. I'm trying to remember the thing that wasn't the Swedish fish that I'm really excited for. Was it like chocolate or was it like? okay? But it's things that are in Canada that aren't in America. So it's very exciting. Um. We're we're pretty spoiled. We have some really, really amazing listeners. We love each and every one of you guys. I don't remember. Oh, it's Smarties. Smarties is like a chocolate. In That's Canada. what she said. Yes. She said no the way. Smarties chocolate. No way. Oh I'm my so god, excited. I'm so glad you said that. Because <laughs> we've talked about it with Morbid before. And yeah. she was like, I'm gonna go get more Smarties. I'm like, why the fuck are you eating? Yes. <laughs> Just like sitting there eating Smarties. She's like, it's chocolate. And I was like, it's no, so- it's not. <laughs> I was pulling these out in front of Margie and I pulled some out and I go, Oh, Smarties, we have these ones in America. That's not great. And Margie goes, Not like that. We don't. And I was like, What do you mean? And then I looked at it and I was like, Oh god, it's chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Apparently they're really good. Crazy. Well, then I'm really excited to try this. <laughs> so we'll definitely post about that this week. Very exciting. So thank you. Um, I guess that's that's it. You want to jump into the chupacabras? Chupacabra. So when you think of chupacabras, what do they look like in your head? I don't know. I just think of Carlito. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess let me give you a choice. When you think of a chupacabra, do you think of like a dog-like type looking creature or do you think of like a lizard alien like type creature a dog-like okay did you know both of those are chupacabras both things i can't fucking say this word chupas (laughs) we'll call them chupas (laughs) those are both chupacabras because of how the story evolves so let's talk about it interesting chupacabra In Latin American popular legends is a monstrous creature that will attack animals consuming their blood. It is one of the more popular cryptids that's been adapted a lot of times in games, films, and books. But like I just told Kylie, did you know that there's two different stories and two different legends of the creature that have really big differences, mostly like how they look, but definitely about them. The chupacabra is a folklore creature that will attack your livestock and drink its blood, supposedly. It's similar to being like a vampire type creature because it usually won't kill the animal. It drinks the blood, but then the animal will die of lack of blood. But it itself is not killing the creature. It makes me think of like a vampire bat. Mm-hmm. But yeah. bats can't consume that much blood. Yeah. Which Kylie, Corey, Margie and I went on a double date and we went to the Field Museum in Chicago and they had an exhibit on leeches that I really, really, really wanted to go to. It sounds kind of lame, but it's really, it was cool. really cool. <laughs> so they talked about the evolution of not just leeches and things like that, but like medicinal leeches and all these kind of things. But they talked about mosquitoes and anything that sucks blood and how it survives and all these things. They also talked about the legends of Dracula and vampires and then leeches in like horror films and then the chubacabra. Because they were talking about vampire bats, they were talking about leeches, they were talking about all these things that suck blood to stay alive or exist. And there was a chupacabra exhibit and a Damon Salvatore one. (laughs) Just throw that out there. 
this creature has a lot of layers to it. Like many cryptids, there are different stories that can vary about what the creature might look like depending on the region and the stories you may hear, which is how I'm going to pretty much tell you the two big things. One thing that's similar in most of the stories, though, is the chupacabra is something you never want to encounter. The name of the chupacabra is translated into goat sucker from chupar, which is to suck, and cabra, which is goats. So literally, it's goat to suck, goat sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Could not be more straightforward there, they said. Right. (laughs) One of the main stories that originally circulated is the story of Silverio Perez. He's a Puerto Rican comedian. And he's an entrepreneur that coined the term chupacabra because he heard about some incidents regarding the creature and he had them hit the press back in 1995 with the story of the chupacabra. It was March of 1995 when eight sheep were discovered dead in Puerto Rico. Each of the three had puncture wounds in the chest. I'm sorry, each with three puncture wounds in the chest, eight sheep. And they reportedly had been completely drained of their blood. A few months later, in August, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentino reported seeing a creature in a Puerto Rican town of Canovanas. Sure. Canovanas. I think I butchered it both times. It's probably, yeah, it's it's probably still butchered, but Mm -hmm. it's fine. (laughs) There was as many as 150 farm animals and pets that were reportedly killed, and she had an eyewitness sighting of it. Farmers had been reporting their livestock as missing or killed frequently, and they said that a lot of them, when they would find them, had a loss of blood with two to three puncture wounds in their neck. So now we're having a similarity between the stories. At the time of these reports, the areas where the reports were occurring were suffering from an extreme dry season and severe droughts. This will kind of be important because these environmental conditions could provide an explanation as to why the hunting of livestock was occurring because most of the predators were too dehydrated to be able to hunt correctly and they were in need of sustenance and livestock can't really do much to counter back. So the predators were like, well, easy meal to get me back on my feet, right? When these incidents were talked about, they were discussed and the story of the chupacabra started coming to life because you can't just talk about an unnamed creature without giving it a name. That's how, you know, serial killers always get these really cool nicknames, sadly, and all these other things. Once there was one or two mentions of this creature, they wouldn't stop happening then. It's almost as if there was just like a flood of information. After Puerto Rico, there was a bunch of animal deaths that were reported in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, the Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the U.S. So many. Mm-hmm. In 2011, there was a book titled Tracking the Coop. Chupacabra. <laughs> the Chupacabra. There's just so many letters in there. And there all really is. There's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Tracking the Chupacabra. It was written by a man named Benjamin Radford, and he had done a five-year investigation into the creature, starting back originally even learning about the 1995 incident. He had concluded that the description that was given by the original eyewitness in Puerto Rico named Madeline Tolentino, remember, he found out it was based on a creature named Sill from the 1995 science fiction horror film called Species. The alien creature Sill in the film is nearly identical to the description that Madeline had given out. And after Madeline started talking about what it looked like, other people kind of agreed. So it snowballed. 
And then they found out that Madeline had seen the movie not long before seeing this supposed creature. Mm, That's a little sus. She said after the 1995 incident that she would describe the chupacabra as a reptile-like creature said to have leathery or greenish grayish skin with sharp spines running down its back. It was about three to four feet tall, will stand on its back legs and will hop around like a kangaroo. Very different than what you imagine, right? Yes. So this description was relevant for Puerto Rico, Chile, and Argentina. But then, in the early 2000s, a whole different description came about. So this was happening in the 2000s, and it was rooted more in the Yucatan Peninsula of northern Mexico, which then translated into the United States areas. These stories made the creature of the chupacabra seem to sound more similar to looking like a wild dog that's just kind of malnutritioned, skinny, has a bony spine, some fangs, some claws, and having a mangy coat. There were reports of stray Mexican hairless dogs being mistaken for chupacabras around the same time, and that also makes people wonder if these were coyotes or hairless dogs or dogs with mange or anything like that. Since the look of a mange dog had become the common descriptor of the creature, people started wondering and looking more into the concept of what the chupacabra could actually have been because now they think maybe there is a, like a logical solution, right? Because the 1995 incident, they're thinking, well, maybe it was just predators trying to rehydrate themselves. But then this girl saw this story and of course it flourished. Well, now in the US, we're thinking, oh, it's another problem, but maybe there's another solution. It's probably exactly what we think it is, a stray dog. Seems more likely. Much more likely. Than an alien greenish gray thing. But (laughs) aliens exist, guys. So, you know, who knows? You know, I feel so bad for kangaroos. They get such a bad rep. Because do you remember, was it the Jersey Devil? I think so. Where they were like, they bought a kangaroo and brought it to Ohio and were like stabbing it with a stick. And you and I were like, where are people getting all these fucking kangaroos? Right. (laughs) I do remember that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Funny. Like, where are you just grabbing a kangaroo from? Yeah. And then we talked about how they're strong yeah like you're not just grabbing a kangaroo (laughs) right you're not just grabbing it radford the author i mentioned a few minutes ago they um they he had divided the chupacabra reports into two categories reports from puerto rico area and then reports from latin america because these two reports are vastly different in what we're seeing and believing right in 2010 the university of michigan a biologist named barry o'connor started studying the reports of the creatures, and he came to the conclusion that the U.S.-based reports were more than likely infected coyotes that were suffering from sarcopsy scabi, which is similar to mange. The parasites explained the thickened, dense fur, and it could result also why there are patches missing and the odor that the animal is producing. It is, like I said, most commonly seen and heard of as mange with domesticated dogs. Have you have Ew. you encountered mange? No. Ever? Okay. But that mm, just it, like an odor to an animal. Mm. I was just about to say. So the odor is like <clears throat> um real gross. It's yes, it's not the worst odor in an animal clinic, I will say that. But it is just kind of like a decay dead fleshy smell. Yeah. And, like infected smell. Yeah. Yeah. Infected skin smell. Um 
so this does make sense, especially if the animal is covered in it, because it is very pungent. Also, this odor. Mm -hmm. And also it does do all that. You have thicker fur, you have coarser fur, you have denser fur, but you also have missing fur. You have open wounds, essentially, almost Mm -hmm. and stuff. So this completely summarizes it. And mange is treatable. That's another thing. You Mm -hmm. can get your animal back to normal, right? Um, But then there's also cases where you could get your animal back to normal and get rid of the mange and your animal may still never grow the fur back. There are problems, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is podcast related. Someone the other day said the funniest thing about Corey, Corey, <laughs> I called myself Corey, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was gonna say Corey and Kylie. The funniest thing about you and Kylie, meaning me, Athena, Athena and Kylie is they get so hung up on it sometimes on a medical thing because they see it from such different sides because Kylie's like medical humans. And then Thena goes, no medical dog <laughs> animals. And they're like, you guys both have a lot of knowledge, but at the same time, you guys both, you guys don't, you, you guys don't see eye to eye right. ever once yeah. on anything medical. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because it's very different how it affects both things, yeah. but we both know what we know. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. Barry O'Connor had said that the goat attacks with the chupacabra stories probably occurred because the goats were simple targets and couldn't fight back, similar to the original theories of why the livestock predators were being attacked. I mean, prey. I'm so sorry. Were being attacked. And since the coyotes were probably sick with this mange and stuff, it would make hunting hard. So going after the livestock would be the easiest target for them. Where did the difference between coyote and coyote come from? I've never heard anyone say coyote. Is it tomato, tomato? You're supposed to know these things. Now we have to look it up. <laughs> I've never heard coyote. Who would say coyote? That sounds weird. Yeah, I've heard like coyotes. Hmm. Do we live in an area where coyotes exist? Yes. I'm going to call them coyotes because I like this term now. Very fun. Coyotes. They're spelled the same, so I, now I don't even like know <laughs> what to... <laughs> Went to Google. That's really funny, though. When you when you look up coyotes pronunciation, mm-hmm. Google's like coyotes. It's like K-A-I-O-W-T-E-E-E-Z. <laughs> like coyotes. Well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, OK, here we go. Oh, no, it's a YouTube. The word coyote is typically pronounced as coyote in English. The pronunciation of words in English not always determined by the presence or absence of accents on specific letters. Yeah, we we know that because English is weird and stupid. English follows no rules, gives no fucks. Is coyote two or three syllables? Spanish speakers pronounce coyote with three syllables, and yet Western Americans pronounce it with only two. Oh, shit. Am I doing it wrong? No, three syllables. I think they have it mixed. Back up? Yeah. Or maybe it's like more south. They say coyote. I don't I don't know. I've heard people say it before. Hmm. I've never heard it. That's crazy. I like it, though. I like coyotes. That's cool. (laughs) That's fun sounding word. I like that word. I think Shiro is part coyote. Part coyote. Nope. (laughs) I'm not going to say it like that. (laughs) He looks like a damn coyote. He does. He looks like Wiley Coyote. That was his name. That was his name when we bought him. Oh, my God. It was Wiley. And we're like, absolutely not. (laughs) It makes sense for him. 
due to the legends of the chupacabra, I almost said the coyotes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Due to the legends evolving of the chupacabra, they were changing and becoming pretty much a game of telephone tag because now the stories of the appearance have varied so much that the descriptions were jumbled. No one knew if this dog creature was a coyote. I mean, oh my God, was a chupacabra. (laughs) And no one knew if this like kangaroo creature was a chupacabra. Or who was an alien. And now people, yeah, they said like, okay, is it a reptilian if it's this thing? Or is it like an alien thing? Or maybe it was both. Some people said it might have wings. Some people said it might have a super long tail. Like all these different stories started coming about. Okay. But with all these different varying opinions, people were like, pretty much with no one being able to agree, it's actually dampening the credibility on anyone believing if the chupacabra could be real because now it just sounds so hokey. Yeah. So people believe that with this many variants, that it's probably true that half the sightings are actually like made up, but part of them could be the same creature. And now they're just called coincidental, coincidental phenomenons of people thinking that they see something that they didn't. Or Or it's like like both. Like mm -hmm. there were aliens at the time in some of the more like typical areas of aliens happening. And then the other parts were dogs what if coyotes okay so here's the thing what if they are two complete different creatures and we just accidentally use the same word for them because that could be the thing so what if the reptile ones are let's say the real chupacabras and those ones are from the other side of the world okay and that's a chupacabra and those are aliens reptilian aliens Mm -hmm. and then the ones that are here in more like mexico u.s region those aren't chupacabras those are to Namoros, okay, <laughs> and those are actually skinwalkers. Oh yeah, that maybe all crawled out of the fucking holes in the fucking universe. Maybe there you go, solved it. We are cryptozoologists. We did it. We solved it. Give us money. Did I mention <laughs> that Margie bought me a really cool cryptozoology book for Christmas? No, she bought me the coolest fucking crypto book. It's so fucking big. I love that. It's okay. This is really a dirty joke for a moment, but it has to do with cryptos, cryptes, cryptids. So, you know how, like, in movies like American Pie and stuff, you always see the guy have his bedside stand, have a thing of lotion. Yes. And his spank bank area. Yes. Okay. I don't have many places where a cow can't get into stuff. And so, when I was sick, I put some Kleenexes on my desk. But he also likes to knock over my lotions on accident with his tail because he doesn't notice them. And my lotion bottle is glass. So I put my lotion next to my Kleenexes next to this cryptid book. And it looks like I'm jacking off to like (laughs) fucking cryptids over here. I'm like wanking it to Nessie and shit. Totally are. (laughs) I also got a Nessie tea holder for Christmas. I got a lot of cryptid stuff. They're so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, but it looks like I'm in my room just like jacking off to cryptids. So love that joke for me. Yep. Love that for you. The thing with the Chupacabra is that a lot of movies, games and books have adapted different stories of the Chupacabra. And the thing is, is almost all of them really have went with more of the dog style. But every so often you see that little kangaroo one sneaking its way in. So here's the most popular things. There's quite a few, but let's see which one you maybe know it from. Tell us, you know, later which one you knew. In 1997, there's an X-File reference in season four, episode 11 called El Mundo Gira, 
where an illegal immigrant has a mysterious illness, goes on the run from INS, and the deaths in the episode they debate could have been caused by the chupacabra due to the manner of death. Did you know that one? I think so. Okay. I think I've heard of. I think I've heard of. I mean, I watched X Files a very, very long time ago, so it's hard to, you know, I don't, I don't retain anything. Remember? <laughs> so yeah, sure. Okay, that one's a yes for me. I got a big old X Files tattoo. Guys love X Files. In 2001, there's a reference to an animated show called Jackie Chan Adventures, season two, episode eight, titled The Curse of El Chupacabra, where Jackie Chan's friend El Toro gets scratched and infected by a chupacabra, causing him to transform into another chupacabra every night, much like a werewolf situation. Ever seen it? Nope. Me neither. In 2012, there's a South Park reference. Of course. Season 16, episode four, called Chupacabra where Cartman claims to see a Jewish chupacabra that kills children on Easter for a mock episode. I hate, I hate, I hate it. Obviously, I've seen that one. Obviously, I've seen it. it. Uh-huh. In 2012, there's a Workaholics reference, season three, episode four, titled To Kill a Chupacabra, where Blake finds out that he, uh, he finds what he believes to be the deceased corpse of Rancho Chupacabra in the pool. It turns out to be a neighbor's dog that's like sick. Oh my goodness. Have you seen that? No. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Blake's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. I like Durs a lot. I like them all. In 2014, there was a film called Indigenous, where the Chupacabra is the main antagonist. I've never seen it. No. Nope. In 2014, there was a Grimm's reference in the show, season four, episode eight. I never saw it. Nope. Throughout the show, Supernatural, there's a lot of references, mentions, and episodes and things with Chupacabras. Nope. I've seen them all, so yeah. Then in 2022, there's a Netflix series titled The Imperfects, and the character of Juan Ruiz transforms into a chupacabra whenever anyone he cares about is in danger. Never saw it. Nope. So, one. (laughs) (laughs) For me. And I named the most popular things, too. I'm sure there's more, like... There's a lot. Like, video game references, I probably... Yeah, I forgot to put video games in. I'm sorry. That's okay. In 2019, ABC7 News published a story about a possible chupacabra sighting that was caught on camera in Houston, Texas. This was a big deal because a lot of people talked about this one because it was like pretty relevant. A man spotted an unusual creature wandering around and he tried to take a picture of it to prove his theory that it's El Chupacabra. The animal caught on camera hasn't yet been identified correctly, like definitively, but most people say it just resembles a dog similar to the stories of Chupacabra. The uh, photo of the animal was taken on the Richmond Highway 6 behind the Shell facility, according to the viewer who spotted it. Most likely, it's just a dog suffering from mange or potentially a coyote, (laughs) given the traction of what it is, but it could be something more. The creature itself is a dog that looks pretty blurry, hairless, brownish skin, potentially mange-ridden, but, you know, we don't know what it is, and it's not like looking head-on at the camera, and it's just kind of like, Kind of fuzzy, blurry. And that's it. Hmm. That's where, you know, people think it's real. But people, scientists, anyone that like is validating anything all says this is 0% valid. Yeah, but but they also said that about aliens. So here we are. (laughs) But anyone that like believes in lore and stuff like that is like, it's true. Yeah. Hmm. You believe it? Um, I've never once believed in the chupacabra and I still don't. So I don't know why this just isn't one that really uh, bites my bullet. Well, I think you were onto something when you said like skinwalkers and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's more. Yeah, I I believe more in that lore than I do. I think a lot of it was like an actual like 
ill dog. And I do think that the girl seeing something, I think that it she created was, it in her head. Yeah, because yeah. of the movie. Yep. Me too. Um, but also this whole two to three puncture wounds sucking some blood out and stuff. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and I do believe things that come out of the holes at Skinwalker Ranch will do that to you. Yep. So if anything, I do believe in Skinwalker Ranch again. This is Skinwalker Ranch episode four. <laughs> Part four. <laughs> Goodness, we're just going to keep rolling them out. <laughs> in the archives. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's it. I, I don't know. This one just isn't one for me that I believe in necessarily. Hmm. I don't. Uh, this is going to, you know, upset the delicate fancinesses of some. <laughs> I don't 100% believe in Wendigos and I don't really believe in Chupacabras. I don't remember if I believed the antler in, type. Creatures. No, I know. I okay. remembered them. I just don't remember if I believed in them after. I want to believe in them both, but I don't. But then they again, look cool. But I'm the fucking bitch that believes in Jeff the Talking Mongoose. So don't take shit yes, from me. You are. <laughs> Do not believe me worth anything. Oh, I guess I have one more news story once we're all said and done. But okay. Oh, is that all? Do you have yeah. anything more? To no, I just think they're skinwalkers. Okay. My last news story, supposedly, I've read so many articles about this and I was telling Margie about it. So I'm going to summarize this as fast and simple as I can. Uh-huh. We found a Megalodon that's alive. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I'm going to, that's the end of it. If you want to stop the episode, there you go. But if you want to hear more, <laughs> now I'm going to do it. So the North Sea is the scariest place in the world, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. everyone hears about the North Sea. If you're on North Sea TikTok, you know, you never want to go there. Due to some of the things, I don't know all of the North Sea lore stories, things, but due to how the North Sea operates, the where it's shallow, where it's deep, where it's cold, where it's this, where it's that. There's a bunch of animals that live in the North Sea that can't live in other areas of the world and in other oceans and seas because of it being like extra cold and extra dark and things like that or something, I guess. Um Essentially, there's like a bunch of science behind it, right? Obviously, I'm no Scientologist right now. Oh, that's not the word I meant. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fast. I caught that too. Yep. Huh. Well, I'm not one of those either. Actually, I sounded like I was like offended that I said I'm not a Scientologist. Ooh, okay. Um. So essentially what it is, is that they discovered a creature that is bigger than a shark, but looks like a shark that is potentially something that has been extinct and we have remains of it and they uh fished it out of the ocean and then you want to know where they took it where did they take it to nasa because that makes sense so nasa somewhere is housing this creature and they refuse to give any information out about it and they're like It's a creature. And here's all we're going to tell you. It's a creature that's extinct. We're not going to give it a name. We're not going to say, yes, it is or isn't anything. But it's something that we can't tell you. But it's not a shark, but it's bigger than a shark. And it's something that's from the prehistoric Jurassic or Triassic period that's shaped like a shark, looks like a shark, but bigger than a shark. But it's not a shark. Oh, but it's not a Meg. (laughs) Is how they finished it. They were like, it's not a Meg. So don't get nervous. And then someone was like, well, how would it exist? Would you like to know what science, uh, what there were some theories on? The theory was because the North Sea is so cold and stuff like that. And science has uh, been trying to divulge stuff. There is somewhere in that area, a small slip in where like 
it's so cold that things that have been extinct potentially could live down past a certain area and stuff. And it seems like us continuing to try to look into the ocean has created almost like a hole in that layer so that those things that are down there could come up. And somehow something from down there came up and that's where we found this creature is near that hole, supposedly, that potentially might exist. But now they're saying doesn't exist, even though multiple times in the past, like 20 years, they've said it or like five years it has existed. Right. Right. And I'm just going to say this is the exact plot of the movie The Meg. Word for word. Yeah. Exactly the plot. Yeah. Um. So anyways, this creature is now living at some NASA base and uh, that's all there is to it. And everyone on the internet's freaking out being like, so story moral of story is we caught a Meg, which if one's alive, more could be alive and, or because if it's lived this long down there, but the biggest problem is if it's alive down there, what else could be, you know, it's like Kaiju. Yeah. Also in the archives. That's a fun one with Corey. That's creepy as fuck. That's a fucking fun episode. <laughs> I don't, I'm not cool with that. Um, but yeah, so that's like what's happening in the North Sea, I guess. And NASA is that they have a creature. And obviously some more stuff about it is going to be hitting the news here and there. So, I mean, I'll try and update you guys as I get more information. But essentially, yeah, they have some prehistoric distinct creature from the sea hiding in a NASA lab somewhere in the world. Just hanging out. Just hanging out hmm. in all places. A NASA lab That's right. so odd. And I'm wondering if it's because a it would be harder to find B. It's so big. Like there's a lot of reasons I think they could use a NASA lab instead of like a science lab almost. Because, yeah, like not Area 51. Yeah, that's but, exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Is think of how fast we always try to find science labs. But think of how big and spacious NASA's things are. And we can never like get into them. NASA's harder to get into than fucking Area 51 almost. NASA's also in a different climate. True. So it might be. Well, and there's multiple NASA's all over the world and they actually interact nowadays. A lot. So maybe of it's something to do with that. Because if it's in the North Sea, the U.S. doesn't have control over it, do, do we? I mean, that's not a U.S. based area. Unless the U.S. based people found it. I guess. Right. Yeah. Who found it? <laughs> that's so complicated. Anyways, that's my last news story of the night. All right. Pretty interesting, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess uh, chupacabras. I do believe Megs exist, though. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I do believe all that stuff. Prehistoric shit's alive. It's just at the bottom of the ocean, not wanting to hang out with us, which I'm thankful for. Yep. I'm fine with that. Stay down there. <laughs> stay and we'll stay up here. There. Yep. We won't hunt you. We won't come for you. I promise. Yep. <laughs> but, okay. Well, nice little short way to start the year off. Nice little cryptid short episode. So thank you guys for coming in and listening to this week's case. Great to see you in 2024. We'll keep seeing you around. Feel free to tell us how you feel about this case and about Chupacabras in general and what you guys remember them from. Thank you for joining us after dark. We can't wait to chat with you next week for another new episode. Sleep tight. listener did you have some feedback about this week's case or maybe you want to chat with us maybe you even have a suggestion you'd like to throw our way we're always just a click away you can easily find all of our socials on linktree through cryptic soup pod which is available in our instagram bio 
You can also join the CSP Discord, where we would love to chat with you. Thank you for joining us this week, and make sure to check out our sources available in the description if you want to dive deeper into this case. Don't forget to show your support and love for CSP by leaving a review and rating wherever you normally listen. Next week, we will be back with a new episode where you can join in on the conversation after dark. Cryptic Soup Pod is a podcast that contains sensitive material at times. We understand if sometimes the subjects are too much for some of the listeners. We thank each and every one of you for being a member of the community and always supporting us. Thank you for everything, and we'll see you next time. So stay tuned. this where I won't find it. He gets mad at me for playing with things, so I gotta make sure there's nothing for me to play with. Like that snap that I sent you? Was it snap? I think I just sent it. I just texted it to you. I don't remember anymore. You do both. And you interchange them so much, so it's hard. I'll just leave you alone. No, that's not what I said either. I just gotta make sure there's nothing in the realm of my no. eyeline to play there was with. Like, it was like a moment of like silence, all of a sudden there was like a click noise. And it was Dina you know, playing oh with something. God. Sometimes it's not me playing with something. Sometimes I'm moving something and doing something. Because you can't sit still. No. Because, like, I'll not be able to see something. And so I have to move this, but there's something next to it. And then I have to move that or I have to drink or something. You know, I don't like your attitude. Okay. I'm going to take your mic back. I've been. Oh, I was. I know. I said Kylie. I know. No, go again. Like, I said the chupacabra makes me think of Carlito. Oh, there was you checking your mic. That was me checking my mic.